And hello everybody, Peter Draws here with another episode of Peter's Content-Free Podcast. Episode 8, I believe. We're moving along, it's going well, and I hope you're all doing well today. Uh, we're gonna start out with a little more, um, a little bit more nothing, a little bit more schnuttering, just the stuff I, I mean, I don't know if I would really listen to this sort of thing. This is the kind of content I would be absolutely, uh, you know, infuriated about coming on if it was, you know, if it came on the, the, the radio while I was trying to listen to music or something. But um, apparently some people like it, and I don't mind just kind of mindlessly talking about things while sitting here from time to time. So maybe it's, maybe talking about things, is, it's kind of like journaling in a way. Sometimes when you think things, your brain can get moving a mile a minute. It gets moving really, really fast. You get tons of thoughts going at the same time. Probably journaling is a little bit more effective in that you write slower than you can even speak. But talking things out is good because you can really, if you're talking well and coherently, you can only say one thing at a time. So maybe that's why. There's probably people out there that do little audio journals, you know. That's, maybe that's kind of what this is. I'm not really trying to, you know, like log anything. But I am saying things that maybe were thoughts that went through my head earlier. And then there's little chain reactions of thoughts. I usually get lost halfway down a chain. And then the chain, the chain just abruptly ends and I hop on a different one. I'm not sure. Uh, here's some... Here, I'll give you some thoughts that I thought probably um, like a month ago. I had a little bit of uh, like, a, like a break where I recorded the beginning of one. I recorded the beginning of one content-free podcast, and then I went on a trip, and I came back, and I want to talk about that, so I, I made like a whole new one, and, and then I had like fragments of another one still recorded, so I'm going to jump into the other one that I had rec been recording before. Here you are. Uh, usually when I take a shower, for example, shower talk, it's a thing. Usually when I take a shower, I have a little Bluetooth speaker in there, and I like to listen to music when I take a shower. That's one of the things I enjoy. Um, even sometimes when I go and take showers in other places, I play music on my phone. You can't hear it as well because showers are loud things. There's a lot of water splashing and splattering about, especially if you hold your hands to your body and make a little cup against your body and, and gather up a bunch of the water into a small sea against your stomach or something, and then let it go in a loud splat splash against the bottom of the... That can be very loud, but what I'm saying is I like to listen to music. I have a little Bluetooth speaker in there, and I put on some music on my phone, and usually it's a very relaxing, soothing, enjoyable time for me. But every now and does anyone else here, show of hands, almost always, like with very few exceptions, have almost always have their phone on silent, like on vibrate. Um, I do. But every now and then when I'm like, uh, like usually watching like people's stories on like, Instagram stories or Snapchat or something, I, I like flip the sound on um, so I can hear the sound. And sometimes I forget to turn the sound back off. And so it's off vibrate mode and the sound is on. And sometimes I take a shower um, while the sound is still on, unbeknownst to me, and I don't realize it until a notification pops up. And when a notification pops up while the sound is on and it's attached to the Bluetooth speaker, it makes a little like boop noise, and the worst part about this is is it interrupts the music, and suddenly my 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 enjoyable shower time is, you know, it's just like it's like getting. I I just want this one thing, and and I can't like my my phone. I probably should have my phone like within, but even if my phone was within reach. I guess I could, like, dry off my hand. My towel's right there. There probably is something I could do about it. I could, like, turn it off somehow. But usually I don't do anything about it until the shower is over. But then by then it's too late. Worst case scenario is 
I get a phone call while I'm in the shower and I have left the sound on and I just have to sit there. The, the music stops and I just have to stand there in the shower and listen to the phone ring and ring and ring the whole time. I'm just, I just want the music to be playing, but no, the music doesn't play. And then the, the phone, it stops ringing and it takes like a few, it probably takes like one second, but it feels like eons before the music starts playing again. But if, but if I have it on vibrate mode, if I have it on silent mode, if there's a phone call, nothing, there's no interruptions. If there's a notification, there's no, no interruptions. And when I get back out of the shower, I check my phone, missed calls, notifications. It's perfect. And it's a, and it's a wonderful time. So that, that's all I wanted to say. That is all I wanted to say. Also, I think they should have crews of men and trucks, men in high visibility vests, maybe from the transportation department of the city, employed by the city. What is this, Parks and Rec, transportation, what is there, what department is that that, you know, like trims back trees from the power lines and, uh, you know, takes care of all the debris that's, you know, swept around after storms and stuff. The people that trim trees back from the road, those people, and cut the grass by the side of the road, all the public stuff, the growths and stuff, they should have those people, a crew, dedicated to, I know this sounds ridiculous, but it's a public safety thing. It really is, and it's been affecting me lately, particularly on a certain corner that I've been, that I pull out of a, um, fairly often, um, they should have these trucks that to drive around. The people with, you know, hedge trimmers and chainsaws and clippers, loppers, those big, you know, thumbnail clipper-looking things, uh, toenail clippers maybe. But they they take their truck, they drive down the road, and every little place where there's a driveway or an entrance to a business or a parking lot or just some little inlet, anywhere that you can, you know, pull out of, they should pull into it and then pull out. And they should sit there, um, you know, ready to, ready to pull onto the road and look both ways and see if there are any nearby trees, low-hanging bushes, uh, you know, low-hanging branches or bushes growing out, basically anything um, blocking the view of oncoming traffic and then trim those bushes back. Because, uh, I don't know what the deal is, but there's a place, there's like, uh, there's a place I go to called PT's, it's a burger shop, and then I've been there like three times in a row over the past couple weeks, and then every time I try to pull out of it, there's a, there's like a branch hanging down from a tree that totally blocks the view of the oncoming traffic in one direction, and I, I, it just feels totally d d dangerous. I don't know why I stuttered there, but it was d d d dangerous. To I had to like I couldn't. I I ended up going the other direction that I wanted to go because I didn't feel safe. I couldn't see which cars were coming. I didn't know what, and I, it had been that way for at least two weeks. I didn't know what people had been doing the whole time. I expected to see like shattered glass and twisted metal filling the ditches and gullies and everything around piles of cars. I don't know how everyone else had been driving so safely there. This just a, just a little branch that had been like pulled down in a storm or something. I have no idea how it got there, but like you couldn't see more than like five feet down the road, so you just didn't know whether it was safe to pull out pull out onto the road or not. It was crazy, and I didn't know like like I what do you do in that situation? Do you get out and move the branch yourself, or do you like call three one one or something? But but then you like. Then you think maybe someone else did it, you know? Maybe someone else already called. Should I be the person that calls? Is it, and is it really that big of a deal? Everyone else has been driving just fine, apparently. There aren't piles of twisted metal everywhere. So maybe it's not that big of a deal. Maybe I'm just a bad driver. I do talk about driving a lot, and I don't even drive that much. I don't even have to commute to work. I work at home, and I still complain about driving a lot. It's kind of weird. Also... Did I mention how itchy I get sometimes? I feel like I did mention that, but maybe I just thought it. Anyways, I'm not, not going to talk about that itchiness at the moment. But I have a different itchiness on my leg here. I made a video um, 
how long ago was that where I went to the beach? I, the video was called, I think, Coastal Inspiration or something like that. And uh, for part of that video, I was sitting on the beach. Um, like it was, I think it was in the afternoon. It was probably like three or four o'clock uh, in the afternoon. And I was sitting there doing a watercolor painting. And uh, I was probably sitting there for an hour. I don't know how long I was sitting there. Probably like an hour, hour and a half. I have no idea. Maybe less. Probably less. But I realized the next day when I got home that I was sunburnt. I was sunburnt on my thighs because I was wearing uh, short trunks, swimming trunks, jammers. What's the difference between swimming trunks and jammers? Is it like the floral design on the jammers? I don't know. And I was sunburnt on my shins because I had my legs stretched out in front of me. And I was sunburnt on my neck and my forearms. Um, but... All that has kind of gone away. I was itchy for a while just because of the sunburn, but it's still on my right thigh. Right now, if I look down, my right thigh is visibly like really red still. Like how long ago was that? I feel like that was a while ago. Let me see. When did I post that? I posted that May 5th. And I'm talking about this right now, May 13th. That's seven, eight, eight, five, six, seven, whatever. Five, eight days ago, yeah. <laughs> I feel like my leg shouldn't... I think I just have like a weird... I might be allergic to the sun. I have like weird allergic reactions to sunburn sometimes. And it's like intensely itchy sometimes. This little red sunburnt. It's like a legitimately sunburnt. It was just like a little sun broil, the rest of my skin. This is like sun burnt. It was, I was like sun baked. This is, I was like, well, I was just like burnt. I was cooked. I was sun cooked, like just how I was supposed to be before. But this spot on my leg is somehow sun burnt. I don't know what the deal is. And it's like, if I put one hand on this thigh and one hand on this thigh, the, the red one, it's like warmer, but maybe that's because I've been scratching it and itching it. It reminds me of this one time I went down to Hilton Head with my friends a few years ago for a weekend at the beach. They had like a timeshare at some nice condo, and uh, it was a good couple of days until one day I uh, I guess I put on sunscreen because I know I have uh, I have fair skin and it burns easily, as you can tell. I was, only, um, but. I guess the I guess the sunscreen wore off. I didn't reapply correctly or enough or often enough. I don't know, but I got sunburnt, and we came back and uh, I could tell it was burning. I could tell, you know, you can tell it was on my back. I could tell when I moved my shoulders that it was. You can you can feel it kind of between the the folds of your skin. Even though I, my skin doesn't really fold in my back, you can feel it. And so, you know, I, I kind of like put some aloe on it, but it, it didn't get better. The aloe didn't help. And my back was really hurting and it was really itching. And uh, I didn't sleep that night. Uh, I was just tossing and turning in bed the whole night. And like in the, even in the middle of the night, I was, it, it was racking. It was, I was having chills because of the sunburn on my back. I was like to my core and it was a deep, like a deep stinging itch on my back and I couldn't scratch it because it was on my back like you can't reach it and I was slathering myself in aloe gel and then getting back in bed and trying to sleep because I was so tired and I didn't even sleep the next night after that two nights I went not sleeping because this sunburn on my back were so bad I didn't go to the beach the next day with everybody because I was because I hadn't slept and I was so miserable. I we even went to the drugstore and got like the spray, like the sunburn relief spray with like lidocaine in it, it's supposed to be like numb your nerves and stuff. It was it was I was miserable because it hurt, and I was also miserable because I was like in bed, lathered up with all this gel and like tossing and turning in bed, all gooey and gross. I felt like I was in some weird slimy cocoon, you know. Like remember that one scene. And like Keanu Reeves in The Matrix when he was in that little cocoon and he first woke up or something. I felt like that, even though I was in much less goo than he was in that little tank of goo. But it felt like just as much because I was in like, I was, I was pretty much covered head to toe in this stuff in a bed. It was, it was disgusting. And uh, I was in a lot of pain, but 
I don't know what I eventually did, but it, I guess it stopped eventually. After, I guess, I, I, don't, know, I don't remember what happened. That's the thing about, about pain. I mean, it lasts, it's awful in the moment, uh, but I guess you look back later and you just remember it hurting, but you don't, I don't know, I guess you don't remember the actual pain. I just remember it being painful, but thankfully you don't remember, you can't remember. That'd be, that'd be bad. That would be really bad if you could re-experience the actual pain. I'm glad I can't, because that was a bad experience. It was like some sort of sun sickness, sun disease. It got me good. I was baked. I was baked through and through. Got like I was burned to a crisp. It was all over for me. And there weren't, like, any boils or anything. Like, it wasn't bubbling up. It wasn't, like, third-degree burns or something where you can see, like, bubbles of pus and stuff. It was just, like, normal red skin. That was the weird thing. It wasn't, like, anything weird presenting on the skin itself. So, it's just, like, some weird reaction to the sun. So I just, just stay inside now. All right, and that was all I recorded from, I don't know, it's probably, like, two months ago now. Time flies fast. I just, I've said this before and I'll say it again, that for some reason I have a very muddled, muddy conception of how fast time passes, how long ago things happened. Uh, I'm just not good at it. Anyways, I just went to breakfast. I had a little bit of a, I went to a bagel spot and I had some coffee. I have another cup of coffee right here that I took. You can, you know, get free refills there and uh, you can take one to go. And that's what I opted to do. I had, a, I had a, had like little breakfast sandwiches there, some lunch sandwiches. This place opens early, about six o'clock, and then it closes early too, like three o'clock or something like that, which is a little weird to me. I mean, it's probably not weird to them. They probably have all sorts of great reasons to do it, but I prefer places uh, that are open whenever I wanna go. That's why places like Waffle House appeal to me, because uh, it's just always in the back of my brain there, and I don't have to, you know, like, think about what time it is, and can I go there right now? Like, are they open? I don't have to think about whether they're open or not. I can just know that I can go, and they'll be there. Uh, and in the case of Waffle House, they'll be ready to serve me some awful food. I, I don't even, I don't, I don't even, like, really order my hash browns in a specific way anymore. Like, you, if you look at a Waffle House menu, I don't know how many of you have ever been to a Waffle House. I know, I don't think it's, I don't think Waffle House is even overall the U.S., the U.S. of A. But I know a lot of you are from other parts of the world where I don't think there are Waffle Houses. Maybe not, but it's pretty much just like a, a chain of diners, like breakfast diners. It's open all, the whole, it's open the whole day. They serve primarily breakfast food. Uh, they also serve some kind of lunchy stuff, like some little sandwiches, maybe a crappy little hamburger, like a melt. Uh, you can, I mean, you can, you can even get a steak there. One time I ordered a steak at Waffle House, and uh, the guy went up to the freezer and pulled out two, like, shrink-wrapped steaks out of the freezer, and he was like, you want this one, or you want this one? And they were both pretty depressing looking, but obviously I just chose the better looking one. And it's a pretty cheap steak. You know, you get what you pay for. Um, and I was, I mean, it was what I was craving at the moment, and uh, it filled my little tummy. Um, but Waffle House, I mean, it's just, it's, a lot of people don't like going to Waffle House just because it is a, it's not fine dining by any stretch of the imagination. It really isn't. Most of the tables, I mean, if your table isn't sticky, there's probably something suspicious going on. And I usually, I enjoy going at maybe around two or three in the after, in the evening, in the morning, uh, on a weekday, don't go in a in two or three o'clock in the morning, on a weekend because that's when the the bars get out. You know, I don't know. You just gotta you gotta know your town and know when the bars are about to get out and when all a bunch of crazy, uh, you know, drunk people are about to pour into the Waffle House for their, uh, you know, crazy drunk food or whatever. Uh, but I like going there and uh, sometimes you know, like one of the cooks will be out there smoking outside and the other one will just be like sitting in there like on their phone, because it's not, I, I like hitting places in general in the off hours, 
And if it's not a place that has off hours, like if it's more of like a like a beach, like if it's a thing that's seasonal, I like hitting it in the off season. Like I'll go to a beach when it has terrible weather and it's cold and windy. Uh, if it just means that there's less people there and I can just like have the whole beach to myself, even if I have to be bundled up, you know, in a hoodie and a jacket and a scarf and, and I can just stand there all by myself on the beach and just breathe, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know why that, I, that appeals to me more. I've never been much of a beach person, really. It's, some people, I've, I've gone to the beach with, with beach people people, very beachy people who are just like, let's go to the beach. They, 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 they allot for the day for like a four day weekend, you know, like a really long weekend, maybe a five day weekend, however that works, however you can stretch a weekend out. They allot for all these days, a good six hours or so, you know, even more, maybe less, but just to be at the beach. And I'm like, all right, let's go to the beach. Let's see what these, you know, beach, you know, these are like veteran beach people. Let's see what these people have planned for the beach, you know, like what can we do here? And they take their, you know, they have their coolers of, you know, like Capri Suns and other, you know, cool beverages to sip on, you know, so you don't get dehydrated and heat stroke and stuff. And they have their towels and beach chairs and little umbrellas and stuff like that. But, you know, you don't, you can't stay under the towel the whole time. I mean, can't stay under the, your little beach umbrella the whole time because half or maybe even more than half the reason they're out there is just because they want to sit on the beach, uh, you know, in your swimsuit. You just want to lie there in the sun. And that's it. Just want to sit there. Maybe read a book, but I don't know, maybe my sunglasses aren't good enough. Maybe I don't have expensive enough sunglasses, but I can never, like, read a book on the beach very well. The pages... When they catch the sunlight, they're like, it's like looking at the sun itself. I just, am I just supposed to put in my sun, my earbuds and lie there on the beach towel and enjoy the sun beating down on me, just baking me to a crisp? I'm not sure. First of all, maybe I just haven't given it a chance. Maybe I just don't know how to apply sunscreen the right way, suntan oil. Perhaps I don't know the right skincare regimen, uh, but my skin just burns. I talked about this earlier. I did talk about this earlier. Oh, this this that I forgot to talk about this earlier. This is the part that I recorded a long time ago. But anyways, I don't. I just don't know what to do at the beach. I just can't sit around all day just sitting there. Thankfully, sometimes some people will play a bit of bocce ball with me. You know, paddle ball is good at the beach. Frisbee. The beaches I always go to are a bit too windy for frisbee. You try to throw a frisbee to your friend and the wind just carries it away. But they do have those cool frisbees uh, with like the middle gone. It's just like the edge of the frisbee. They went over play with those. And of course you can always go play in the waves. Uh, but that's like exhausting. If there's good waves, it's fun for a little while. But then it, it, it like tires you out fighting against the, the tireless ocean. It's fun. Yeah. And then it gets... Somehow, the water, like, maybe it goes up my nose a little bit or my mouth a little bit. And that salt water makes, like, the back of your mouth start to burn. And you want to go, eventually you want to go back in uh, up to your friends on the, on the sand and, you know, have a Fanta or something. Yeah, it's refreshing. That part I do like. That part I do like. It, it is actually, I've had a lot of good experiences just hanging out in the water, kind of enjoying the the ebb and flow of the waves and chit-chatting with people. I like that. I do like that. I've, I've had, I, don't, I don't mean to bash the beach. I've had a lot of good experiences with the beach. I feel like I just... I don't see the same appeal in the beach as a lot of people do. A lot of people make whole vacations out of the beach, and, and I don't know why. A long time ago, you know, at the, at the dawn of civilization, nobody would have... Apart from the trading... The trading, you know, feet. You wouldn't have made, you wouldn't have settled on the beach if there wasn't a river there. You need to settle on a river. People go to the beach that don't have rivers all the time, I feel like. There's water there that can't sustain you because it's all, it's all salty and, and the sun just beats down on you and it's windy. It's, the beach is extremely inhospitable. You can't, you can't survive there unless you bring your own drinks and your own shelter and your own towels to lie on to keep you off the sweltering sand, you know. And I don't want to, 
It's just, and you gotta take a shower when you go home. I, I like the I like the mountains, but I live at the beach and I like it here too. So I don't know. I'm it's a little it's a little hypocritical of me. Maybe maybe it's maybe it's a the grass is always greener on the other side thing. It must be. I'll always, however, be happy if I've been up all night. I'll always be happy to drive over to the beach. The beach is only like five, ten minutes from where I live. I'll always be happy to just blip on over the beach and catch the sunrise, though, because that's amazing where I live. I still usually have to rinse off my feet when I get home because your feet just, even if there's, you like brush off all the sand from your feet, there's like minuscule atomic sand particles there that just make your feet feel dirty. And anyways, but I like just walking on the beach in the morning when the sun's coming up. That's good. We don't get, the sunrises don't seem the same because I'm on the wrong coast. Like, or just the, the beach, beaches here, like angled the wrong way to catch sunrise. I guess you could still be on the east coast and catch some good sunrises if you're on some weird wonky outcropping of land. You know, maybe down on Florida or something you can watch the sun, the sunset. I mean, the sunset down across the gulf. But we really have sunrises here since we're on the east coast in the... The sun rises in the east, sets in the west. I do remember when I went to L.A. catching a few breathtaking sunsets out across the Pacific. That was amazing. It really was. Down there on whatever the heck beach I was at, it, you know, there's like Santa Monica Pier and everything. And it looked like a movie. It really did, just because I guess that's where they film a lot of movies there in L.A. It, be, first, what, what is it about sun setting and rising over oceans that's so amazing? Maybe it's just the fact that it gets so, so like, just looks like it's, it's like right there on top of everything. It's like kissing the water. But sunrises, I mean, it looks, it looks great a lot of places, you know? I don't, I don't want to bash other sunrises either, sunsets. It's got a crazy way of doing things to colors and clouds and, I don't know. I really love clouds. If I'm not a big person that likes, you know, listing off favorites, but but I really like clouds. Just like the amazing things they can do in the sky, the, the way they clump up and spread out, and the shapes they make. I like clouds a lot. I really do. I like looking at them and thinking about them and looking at them some more, thinking about them some more maybe doodling them a little bit that it, it, it works for me and I'm happy to do those things I like I like unnatural clouds too um sometimes I drive by like various factories and uh power plants and I don't know I, I'm not trying to you know uh advocate you know for polluting things I'm just uh, and I think sometimes these aren't polluting clouds. Sometimes out of some of these factories and power plants, it's just like uh, they have these huge, uh, what are these called, like smokestacks? But it's mostly just huge plumes of water vapor and steam billowing out of these things. And they're very, I just love the shape and the billowiness and the clumps of shapes and lines. And uh, all of it is just amazing to me. And I could look at it forever. But usually the, whenever I see these things, I'm just driving past. So I, what I need to do is find one near me and uh, just go sit there and, and watch it for a while, just the, 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 the smoke. I mean, we call it all smoke, but I think sometimes it's just steam or v vapor. Speaking of vapor, this is a little annoying. I mean, you know, vapes, it's a little bit overdone, I know, but I like those, you know, like smoking, vaping. I like that kind of smoke and billowiness too. A lot of times when people like, uh, they blow it out too fast. That kind of, that's, that smoke doesn't do much for me, but if you just like let it kind of pour gently and unforced out of your mouth, probably, I think it's hard to do this if you inhale it all the way into your lungs. You can't let it out slow enough, but if it's just in your mouth and it comes back out, uh, just like gently, just the, just how, just the way smoke, I guess it's just the movement of air. When smoke is in the air, it, it lets you see the undulations and the little, the currents in the air that you couldn't normally see. Maybe, maybe it's air that I like more than the smoke itself. Smoke 
is like just putting a little bit of color, you know, like food color in the water, and you can see the way it swirls around. Maybe that's what I like. Yeah. Um, I'm currently growing a mustache, or attempting to, or uh, it's more of a running experiment. I have no particular attachment to this mustache or facial hair in general. Most of my facial hair growth, uh, I'm not sure how true this is for other men, but most of my facial hair growth, you know, whether I'm growing like a beard or a mustache or whatever the heck's going on, it, it, it almost always starts out as just a few days of being too lazy to shave in a row, like more days than normal that I'm like, oh, look, I've got a beard, I've got a mustache, like maybe I'll try growing a beard or a mustache for a while. And then it just keeps on snowballing into something bigger and bigger. And so suddenly I've got stuff on my face. And it really is kind of weird, you know, that stuff grows on your face like that, or I guess any part of your body, as opposed to the parts of your body where stuff doesn't grow. Like, like what, what, why does it, those weird hairs grow right on my upper lip right there? And why don't they grow up the bridge of my nose or, you know, sprout out of my knuckles, you know, or out from underneath my fingernails? Why there? Anyways, they do grow there. And usually how my mustache growing works is I let the, all my facial hair grow, and then I shave off the beard, and then, ta-da, it's a mustache. And I'm not good at the mustache thing. I don't know. I haven't uh, looked up YouTube videos on how to grow a mustache or, you know, Expert Village, WikiHow, whatever. I haven't looked it up. I'm just, I'm just learning as I go, kind of like how I enjoy doing things in general, uh, but maybe, you know, maybe to my own detriment, I'm not sure, but maybe I should at least look into how to trim it a little bit. Trimming it, I feel like it it would hurt a little bit, because I feel like I would, I, I would move backwards a little bit in the growth of the mustache, although it is kind of the, the edges I want to grow. I kind of want to trail down a little bit, maybe in a bit of a, I don't know, I just kind of want it to be a little bit ridiculous and over the top. Uh, it's just another one of those things I'm liable to shave off at any time, you know? Who knows? The mustache, my hair, an arm. It could, it could all be gone at any second, but with the, just on a whim. But I might as well, you know, rock it while I've got it. And uh, the, the only problem is it's, this crap gets in your mouth. I mean, it's right above your mouth. And then you're trying to eat food. It's like, dangling its little mustachey fingers in your food while you're trying to eat your food. Like, keep your little grub, dirty grubbing little paws out of my food. That's mine. I'm trying to eat that. And, I don't, I guess, I see, I just really don't know if these are personal problems that just I'm having because I have a weird mouth, a weird mustache, or if it's, or if they're universal mustachio problems. But then sometimes, this is kind of disgusting, I wake up in the morning and like the corner of my mustache is really long and it one one side my left side of my mustache it curls back in towards my mouth and the other side of my mustache doesn't as much but the side that curls back in towards my mouth I wake up in the morning and those mustache hairs are kind of like in the corner of my mouth and they're like wicking saliva out of my mouth and it's just disgusting dude like how or how to I'm like am I supposed to put up with that or am I supposed to do something about that? And is the something I'm supposed to do about that, is the solution, is the solution cutting off the mustache? Or is the solution doing a little bit of trimming? Because these are the hairs I don't want to trim. These are the hairs over here that I want to, uh, you know, continue growing uh, into like a long braid, you know, like a long thing that, you know, maybe goes down to my collarbone, perhaps, one day. Uh, I don't know, it's just, maybe once they get long enough, they'll be too long that they'll curl past my mouth. I'm just not sure. I also, I mean, ever since, I think ever since I have, I had braces, I've had a bit of, like, a drooling problem in the night. My lips, they don't like, in the corners of my mouth, my lips don't seal properly uh, while I sleep. Before I had braces, I never noticed having this problem. While I had braces, there's something about having a bunch of, you know, you know, metalwork bolted to the front of your teeth that kept my lips from being able to close um, adequately over my teeth um, that caused me, you know, to, 
to drool a little bit out of the corner of my mouth. Because uh, so, I, I usually sleep on my side or on my back with my head tilted to the side. And, um, I mean, it's just one of those, you know, afflictions of life that you have to deal with. You know, the, these weird, uh, amazing, thoroughly amazing and incredible, but sometimes a little bit wonky and, 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 and uh, you know, and in interesting ways, imperfect bodies. But it's one of the things you got to deal with. A little bit of, I, I guess we all have our little things, you know, like some people have like joints that do weird stuff or eyes that twitch or, you know, some people can't see, you know. I, I, I just, I'm just trying to figure out, I, I need to get some of those little scissors probably and trim some of my mustache, but I won't trim the corners because that's the stuff I want to go wild with. I, but all, that's also the stuff that's giving me the most pr trouble. The stuff in the middle, I just kind of run my fingers over in kind of a thoughtful manner every now and then, like I'm thinking about stuff. I look off kind of up into the corner and uh, I kind of brush that stuff off to the side. And so it's all kind of in line with one kind of big mustachian shape and everything's all right. I don't know. This, I probably should look up but also, I don't want to look up a YouTube video. I should probably look up an article, because I don't really want to look at a bunch of other dudes' mustaches all up close, like people like s snipping their mustaches. It's just, it's kind of weird. Mustaches are kind of gross to me. But here I am with one on my face. It's, yeah, I'll probably, I don't know what I'm going to do with it. It's a weird thing. It is a weird thing. I fully admit that. I recently went to Nashville, Tennessee, city of brotherly love, and it was, uh, I liked it a lot. I mean, it was all right. It was okay. I don't know if it's my favorite. Maybe I think what soured my experience of it uh, was just the, it was my own fault, I think, was that I spent too much time uh, in the overly touristy areas. Uh, and obviously there's a lot of appeal to that just because of all the people that were there. People, I guess people wouldn't go there if it wasn't cool and people didn't enjoy it. Uh, then again, I was there. <laughs> Maybe there's a lot of people there just fooling themselves into thinking it should be cool. And I, I don't know. There's Maybe it's just like a vicious cycle of, let's go. It'll be fun. And it's there's too many people here. Why are we here? Maybe let's keep trying it and it'll become cool. Let's look around. Maybe the next place will be cool we go to. I don't know. Walk up and down. There's like a main street there. I think it's called Broadway. Is that another place somewhere else? What is Broadway? Is, it, is that in New York or something? Anyways, and um, it was all right. There's a lot of good food. I know people talk about the music in Nashville a lot, uh, but I enjoyed the food. There's a lot of, a lot of chicken there. I went to a place called Hattie B's Hot Chicken. There was a very long wait for it, a lot of it in the sun. I was so hungry when I got in there. I ordered like some chicken legs or no, chicken wings. And I, it's like, it was one of those things I got so hungry when you, you know, when you're waiting and you get so nauseous while you're waiting, you're not even sure if you're hungry anymore. Like, it's like, I don't know, but it was like too much food. Uh, all at once after being so hungry that I couldn't even finish it all and it made me really sad like I started I couldn't even you know enjoy it because I was too hungry to enjoy it or something there was like some weird uh, I don't know I was just like trying too hard to enjoy the food that I, I couldn't and there was too much of it and I waited too long to eat there was some weird there's some weird combination of variables that made it not quite as good as it could have been, but I could tell it was still delicious food and it was a cool joint. But just the fact that it had a really long line out front made me wonder if it was, you know, like what are the other cool places, you know, that maybe I, I could tell like a local would never go there. Like if, if I lived in Nashville, I would never go to a place that I had to wait 45 minutes to eat at just for lunch because if you're local you've only got a one-hour lunch break and That's you've only got 15 minutes to eat. I don't know. It's like uh, Maybe I guess if you want to treat yourself anyways later we went to uh, What was this other place called? I think it was called Smokin' Thighs <laughs> I, 
<laughs> I almost said Thunder Thighs. No, it was called Thunder Thighs, and I liked that place a lot better. There was, uh, like, it was not crowded at all, and then it started filling up as we are about to leave, and perhaps that's just called beating the crowd, but I don't think there would be any beating the crowd at Hattie B's where we went at all. So, I don't know, this place is like a little bit more out of the way. Hattie B's is downtown, you know, you had to like pay a buttload for parking and all this crap. Like, it's just like not worth it for me. It's still just food. And this other food at Smoking Thighs was, I think, even maybe a little bit better. Maybe, maybe a little bit better, you know, tempered by the, the better experience I had, not having to wait 45 minutes in the blistering sun, but... I just I would I would go back to smoking thighs uh, in a heartbeat before I went back to Hattie B's unless I didn't have to wait to get into Hattie B's. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. The I think that's yes, that's yes. All right. And then I went to a soccer game. I went to the whole reason I went to Nashville uh, was good to go to a soccer game. I'm not really into soccer that much. Football, whatever you want to call it. I don't really care what you call it. I'll call it soccer because I live in America. Um, it doesn't really matter to me, but the f- couple of friends I went with were really into soccer, and I was, I mean, I guess I was down for a road trip. Uh, and uh, we went to, they have like a big football stadium there. They had a soccer game, USA versus Panama. And it, it my heart my heart got beating pretty fast a couple times. It was intense. I enjoyed it a lot. We had pretty good seats, like the seats were just a little bit lower into the stadium than the angle you usually see, uh, you know, on the TV, you know, from the TV cameras. So, I mean, we're on like the lower level. There's like three levels in the stadium. We're on the lowest level. And I, I don't know, I enjoy the seats a lot. And uh, I, I got pretty into it, you know, standing up, you know, when things got tense and cheering. And I don't know, I liked it. And, but the huge letdown for me is apparently there's different types of uh, like group stages and I mean there were 47,000 people at this game and the announcer said the announcer said that and he said that it was the biggest soccer crowd they'd ever had in Tennessee or something you know because um, I'm sure that's pretty small as far as some soccer crowds go you know when soccer gets really serious around the world but that's pretty <laughs> that's pretty good for Tennessee obviously if it's the biggest one they've ever had but apparently this still isn't a very important soccer game because it wasn't it hadn't gotten to the point where uh they couldn't tie you know i've watched soccer games on tv before like important ones where my friends were getting all excited about it and like i said i don't know anything but apparently when it gets to a certain point uh if it's a tie game at the end they go into overtime and if it's still you know tied at some amount of overtime uh, they start doing the shootouts and stuff on the goal, and that's what I was hoping at the end of this. But no, it was tied. At, it was tied at the end of the game, and then both teams just walked off the field, and I was left. I was left feeling very disappointed and um, unsatisfied, and uh, I still am kind of. It was tied one-one at the end. I just don't really. I guess they're just advancing through group stages, so they know who they have to play next now based on their tied status or something. There's some sort of bracket they're in. I don't know. I thought it was I thought it was like a more important game than that. I thought they were like playing for a gold cup, but I guess not. It's just part of a gold cup series or something. FIFA, some, uh, MLS, Major League, I don't know. But it was a fun game nonetheless. And then since we were in the stadium, we got to stick around. Uh, and like 30 minutes later, I think Martinique and Nicaragua started playing apparently inferior teams but i i mean i don't have the i'm no soccer connoisseur and i couldn't really tell any difference between them but uh, you know all the people who like knew stuff about soccer were like talking trash about these other teams and then everyone likes talking trash about everyone that's what i've noticed except for like and then everyone has uh like one one player who they like who like they're like yeah this is the best player ever look how he does this and that good and then they like everyone talks trash about everyone else you know, besides like the one team or one player that they like. They'll even talk trash about their own players on their own team. It, anyways. Also, I was in Nashville for four days, and there's a 
river going through Nashville, and sometimes you go over it to one side, and sometimes you go over it to the other side, and I went over this river several times, and they have lots, I like bridges, by the way. Architecture is a cool thing for me. One time I even considered going into architecture school, and I um, tried applying, uh, but the school I was applying to, and I think I had like an application deadline uh, in like June or something for like the fall semester, maybe like May, but the architectural school had a had an application deadline all the way up in January, and the only reason I didn't get my application is in in for architectural school is just because I missed the deadline. My whole my, the whole my whole existence, my whole the whole history of my life could have changed. It just hinged on that one thing. I think life is like that a lot. Anyways, I like the architecture of bridge, bridges because they often have a lot of lines, you know, especially if they have lots of those girders and, you know, posts and even like uh, suspension, suspension, sus- suspension bridges. Not as much, no, actually almost all bridges are pretty cool to me in one way or another. Anyways, there's a lot of bridges going over this river in Nashville, and I went over the river a lot, one side or the other. You know, there's east and west Nashville, uh, maybe kind of divided by the, the river, I'm not sure. But they just always call it the river there, as far as I could tell. And I never actually found out what the river was called. And I guess I could look it up, but that doesn't, you know, I'm not sure if it really... All right, well, hold, hold on, wait. Nashville River. And it says Cumberland River. See, now I know the power of the internet right there. I could be wrong, though. I think it's right. I wonder where it goes. It probably goes... My guess is that the Nash, the Cumberland River goes down to the Gulf of Mexico, since it's on the wrong side of the Appalachian. Appalachian. How do you guys say Appalachian? Appalachian. Appalachian. Appalachia. Appalachian. Appalachian. I don't even know how I say it anymore. Appalachian, Appalachian, I'm have to, it's like one of those words and you said it too much and you can't figure out how you say it anymore, you just gotta randomly say it at some point in the future to figure out how you really said it, because you second guessed yourself too many times. Appalachian Mountain, Appalachian, ugh, that's bugging me a lot right now. The Blue Ridge Mountains, we got the, the Great Smoky Mountains, Great Smoky Mountains National Park is the most visited national park in the United States of America, which surprises me. Um, I, don't, I think it's most visited, most popular. In some some metric, it is the it's the highest. You know, it wins some superlative, and uh, I'm not entirely sure why. Because we all know there's a lot of. I mean, I guess it's got like the Blue Ridge Parkway and stuff. It's it's really pretty. I'm not trying to say there's anything wrong with it, but you know, you go out west, you've got Yosemite, you've got Yellowstone, you've got the Grand Canyon, right? They've got like why the Great Smoky Mount? Why is the Great Smoky Mountains the most visited in the United States? And I think it must be just its central location over here on the eastern coast. The eastern, you know, everyone kind of all along, up and down from. Florida all the way up to, you know, like New York and Maine and all that stuff over there. You can go to the Great Smoky National little, little National Park, whatever is there. And maybe it's not expensive. I don't know. Maybe you can just drive through it. Maybe they just have some really easy way of racking up numbers. And it's all these... The, the East Coast is heavily populated, you know. So everyone just comes here quickly, easily. Its numbers shoot up. And then uh, over there on the West Coast, in the West... In the, in the wild, wild west with all these amazing, you know, incredible views and vistas and, you know, landforms and parks with this, all this incredible stuff going on. A lot of which parks, you know, cost $30 to get into. I don't know if it costs money to get into the Great Smoky Mountain National Park. I don't remember. Maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. I don't remember ever paying $30 to get into it. And I feel like I've been in it, but maybe I've just been into a lot of other areas near there, uh, you know, in the Blue Ridge Parkway and stuff like that. The reason those aren't ranked above the Blue Ridge, I mean, the Great Smoky Mountain National Park, is just, I'm just speculating here, perhaps, is because they're all spread out with all the population is spread out, and people choose to go to all these different ones, you know? Maybe if there was just the Grand Canyon over there in the West, or just Yosemite, or, you know, just Capitol Reef National Park, you know? 
there was just one over there, like there is kind of, and there's not just one over here. There's a lot of national parks over here, you know. There's probably more over there. But I don't know, I feel like it's just the fact that there's more, there's more crazy options over there with maybe less people. I'm pretty sure there's less people on the West Coast. I mean, we have New York and Chicago over here and Atlanta, and you guys just have, I don't know why I'm saying you guys. Like, I mean, there's a lot of people in California, Seattle. Mm. Just speculating now. I don't even know what I'm saying. You guys know what I'm saying though about why, why I think Great Smoky Mountain National Park? Great. That's a mouthful. Why it's the highest, most visited, just because of its location and other, the lack of other mountainous options as far as national parks go. And maybe it's just because everyone has to, people drive through it and they count that. People drive through it on their way across the Appalachian Mountains. Maybe that's why. All right, well, they're starting to mow. and Well, they've been mowing and weed-eating outside my apartment kind of this whole time I've been recording here for the last little while. I've been like taking little breaks right when they were weed-eating outside my, my window. Oh, can you hear that, the mowing? Vroom. I used to do, when I worked at a uh, the youth camp, mowing and weed-eating is one of my favorite things to do, mostly because you it's hard to mow and weed-eat uh, as, a, as a group, like with someone. You're always, wow, that's really loud. That's really loud for me, at least. I don't know how it'll turn out in the end. But anyways, it's one of my favorite things to do because you can't do it with someone. You can just kind of... There's plenty of room for uh, daydreaming. And you can put in your headphones. Uh, I had like special like Shure in-ear monitors, they're called, which do a great job of like, I think it's probably important to wear hearing protection, especially when you do something like weed eating because the weed eaters um, have like, they're like really loud, but they also have like probably frequencies and, and loudnesses and decibels and whatnot, you know, all sorts of lingo like that, that damage your hearing that you can't, you don't even realize your hearing is being damaged when you're, hear, when you're holding this weed eater uh, for, for long periods of time. Uh, there's nothing. <sighs> now, can you guys hear the lawnmower? It's just like, he's just like idling outside my, he's probably moving a rock. I bet he's, I bet he's moving a rock out of the way so he doesn't fling a rock through my window. I know, I appreciate that. Anyways, I, I, I just enjoy getting into the, the zone, you know, putting on some music, putting on some, just, just get, I don't know what I'm saying anymore. I'm getting too distracted by people, people mowing outside my window. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna call it here. Y'all, y'all have a, have a good day. Thanks for hanging out, listening to me talk about stuff. And, uh, goodbye. Goodbye. Till next time. Bye. Sounds kind of like an airplane now. <laughs>